Some incredible images have come out of NASA's James Webb Telescope. If you haven't seen them yet, you should be able to look them up under Galaxy Cluster SMACS0723. It is an image of thousands of galaxies bunched together. The galaxies are probably many light years from one another. And yet, if you go outside and you look up to the sky, you hold out your arm, and you pinch your fingers together, that space between your fingers is about how much space that this image from the telescope occupies in our night sky. Psalm 19 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. God has designed this universe in such a way that causes us to worship him. Reflecting on creation makes us pause and think about the meaning and purpose of our lives. It is undeniable that there is a creator God that put all of this together. Now the question is, what for? What am I doing here? In the most difficult times, we doubled down on this question. In the past number of weeks and months, I have heard numerous accounts of co-workers, friends, and family that have had loved ones pass away. In many cases, these occurrences were sudden and unexpected. It's unfortunate. We wish we never had to hear such things happening. Have you ever watched geese crossing the road as a family together? Well, within the past week, I have seen three dead geese on different roads. The death of a loved one is a lot like that. One day, they're strolling along with their family, not a trouble in the world. And then death burns around the corner, not minding their presence, but fixed on taking their life. And before your family and friends have time to process what just happened, they're gone. And for what? I mention all this today to get you thinking, to put you into the right frame of mind for today's message. Today we are talking about life, death, and eternity. It is important to note that many pastors would say that the verses that this message covers in Genesis chapter 3 were intended to be symbolic or allegorical. Now mind you, the same Bible verses that would, uh, the same Bible scholars that would make this claim would also say that the story that we are talking about contradicts the character of God throughout the rest of the Bible. They would ask questions like, why would God be afraid of Adam and Eve becoming like him? 
Why did God create a tree through which humans could be tempted? Why did God prevent man from eating from the tree of life and living forever? These aren't bad questions. But they're either answered leading up to the story that we're talking about now or afterwards in Scripture. Adam and Eve created quite the problem. They were going about their days in Eden for what some scholars say was about a hundred years. One hundred years of peace, prosperity, and love beyond our comprehension. Death came burning around the corner one day in the form of a tree and a serpent. As a result of Adam and Eve's disobedience, God kicked the man and his wife out of the Garden of Eden and told them that they would suffer until they were dead. This is what we read in Genesis chapter 3. The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. So what all happened in this passage? Well, God banished mankind from the Garden of Eden. He sentenced mankind to work the ground in order to grow their food. And he placed angels around the tree of life to prevent people from eating its fruit. <clears throat> so why did God do this? The tree of life was the solution to the problem of death. What caused God to remove it from their grasp. Now we might think that it would have been best for Adam and Eve to have eaten from the tree of life, but we are not God. We also know that God is smarter than us. Is it possible that maybe we do not desire what is best for us? That God acts in a way that if we submit to his will, is far better than what we could plan. Let me ask a question this way. Guys, this probably more so pertains to you, but ladies, maybe it pertains to you as well. Have any of you ever wanted a motorcycle? Did you know that among motorcycle riders, the percentage of people that get into an accident is 8 million percent? Okay, I, I might have just made up that statistic, but every single friend that I have ever had that has bought a motorcycle and rode their motorcycle end up in the hospital. It's almost a guaranteed formula. Well, likewise, we want eternal life. We believe it would have been great to eat from the tree of life, so that we could live forever. It would not have been good for Adam and Eve. 
By disobeying God, they were tainted by sin. They became separated from God. Likewise, in our sinful state, we are separated from God. So, ask you a quick question here. What happens when we die? Answer, one of two things. We either go to heaven or we go to hell. Heaven is eternal paradise where we will forever dwell in the presence of God. Hell is the opposite. It is eternal torment where people will forever dwell outside of the presence of God. And by the way, hell is not the kingdom of Satan. He does not own hell. He is not the king of hell. Satan will be punished by going to hell. And he dreads going to hell as much as any human being. So, having said that, do you see the problem? If Adam and Eve ate from the tree of life, they would have lived forever, separate from God. Creation would have continued outside of God's presence, and by allowing people to leave life in this world, so in other words, die, they have the opportunity to be with God in heaven. Now, if you fast forward a couple of chapters, so we're in Genesis 3, we're going to jump to Genesis 6, you will see what happens to the world when it persists outside of God's presence. People become crazy wicked. In Genesis 6-3, God said, My spirit will not contend with humans forever, for they are mortal. In 6-5 and 7, he said, The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. And then God said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created. So that's why God brought a flood upon the world to bring an end to life. What was happening? Earth was becoming like hell. But mankind was mortal and the world could be redeemed. The flood was a forerunner to the new creation that we would experience in our own lives and the kingdom that is to come. God in his wisdom removed the tree of life so that people would die. In death, it would become possible for mankind to be brought back to God through his son, Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Our time on earth is short and we never know when it will end. So it is good to enjoy God in the simple things of life, in reading a book, in walking through nature, or maybe in quiet moments of prayer. We are also called to share God's love with others. In John 15, 13, Jesus said, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Matthew 6, 20 says, Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. 
So we need to follow the ways of Christ so that we're storing up treasures in heaven, loving one another, caring for one another, and enjoying God in the simple moments. When we set our eyes on the night sky in the images of the James Webb Telescope, we should be filled with awe and wonder. We should think to ourselves, how might I serve God better with my life? For even those galaxies will pass away one day, but the word of God shall stand forever. I'd like to thank you for joining me for today's sermon. Again, my name is Bill Sang from Faith Presbyterian Church. You can join us on Sunday mornings at 1030. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.